Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, June the 29th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we're in year C, proper week nine, which is the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Wednesdays of the week, we like to take a look at one of the extra passages that we have in the Revised Common Lectionary. And so there's many to choose from in this ordinary, the ordinary time that we find ourselves in. So I'm going to go to one of the prophetic extras that we have for the week. Isaiah chapter 66, verses 10 through 14. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Isaiah chapter 66, verses 10 through 14. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice greatly with her, all all you who mourn over her. For you will nurse and be satisfied at her comforting breast. You will drink deeply and delight in her overflowing abundance. But this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart will rejoice, and you will flourish like grass. The hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants, but his fury will be shown to his foes. This is the word of God for us. As we get close to the end of Isaiah, we see a great reversal of what some of the major themes were at the beginning of the book. He's just simply understood that chapters 1 through 39 are this illustration of how Israel is going to be depleted. It's going to be just very slowly come to a place of demise because God's protection over Israel is being taken away because of their choices and wrongdoings, their political maneuvering, uh, the corruption that's in the temple and the priesthood. And so little by little, there's this taking away. There's this removal of luxuries, of even the necessities for life. But then chapter 40 comes and there's a great reversal. There's this sense that Israel has paid for her sins, that God is being gracious again, that a remnant is returning from exile that was articulated in Isaiah 39. And there's a reestablishment of Israel and not just to restore what they once had, but to then set them up as a place that would be a supply for all the nations. And so as we get to the end of Isaiah here, there's all these provocative images of Israel after enduring all of this hardship, a couple generations worth of hardship. They're gonna, their fortunes are going to be restored and they're going to be in a place of peace and abundance. Um, in an ancient community like this, um, they would there would be some anxiety around every planting season, uh, whether there's going to be enough rain and whether they're going to be able to have this window of harvest in order to feed their people. And also in households, there's this anxiety again and again uh, when there's not just calories lying around, right? Are the most vulnerable among us, uh, the nursing infants among us, are there, is there going to be supply for them, right? So not only in the biblical text, but also in other ancient Mesopotamian texts, we see that uh, one of the signs that maybe the God, God or gods are cursing uh, individuals and households and communities is if uh, nursing mothers could not nurse infants to health. And so here we have this metaphor for God, right? God 
not in a male metaphor, but here in a female caring mother metaphor, uh, providing for Israel like a mother provides for the vulnerable infant in the household. Uh, one of the governing images of God in the Old Testament is the Almighty. And uh, the word in the Hebrew gets this idea of a large fortress. And since fortresses were kind of dug into the edge of mountains, um, many times this is translated as God the Almighty, this very masculine image. But that Hebrew word can also mean, and whoop, you know, spoiler alert, uh, you know, earmuff for the kids in the room alert. I guess I should have warned you a little earlier. Uh, think of a mountain in a different metaphor uh, for the female anatomy okay and so there's this sense that from the beginning god is not just this fortress that we can run to for shelter but god is also um, there's mounds um, and a metaphor keep it straight here a metaphor for god is the one whose supply never runs out there's never a vulnerability but he is the god who always gives more than enough right and so um that those two images i think um provide something for us as we have a time of prayer, allow our souls to rise, meet God. We think about our day. We think about our anxieties. God is both the place where we can run and find shelter, but God is also the one who, when we look to him, like his, his, his support is always there. God is a God who builds up and protects, and he is the one who provides. And so whatever might seem like lack among us, maybe it's a lack of relational community, Maybe it's a lack of vocational opportunity. Maybe it's a lack of physical healing. Maybe it's a lack of phys- uh, you know, psychological and emotional support and healing. Maybe it's a lack of financial resources. Whatever it might be, we, we must embrace this idea that this world is not rigged towards scarcity. It's actually rigged towards abundance because of the abundant God who governs over it. And so may you and I see anything that potentially looks like lack in our life as a place where God could fill the void, where the vacuum can be filled with God's great abundance. And so I'm just going to pray a prayer of abundance over our lives today. And may you and I receive it. May it stoke our imaginations. And may we have the eyes of faith to walk as if God is providing for us today. So with all those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we rejoice in you today. We thank you that uh, before we awake, that you've been watching over us and you allow breath to fill our lungs and for our minds to wake up, for our brains to wake up and give us messages, allow us to navigate today, uh, to clue us in on the important things so that our life is um, awake and alert and that we could witness what you're doing in the world. We also thank you that uh, as your children, we can run to you and we can find provision can find a shelter overhead which protects us from uh, the harsh sun and the violent winds and any of the things that come against us. Uh, you are a great defense. Uh, your righteousness is our front and our rear guard and so we thank you for your protection. We also thank you for your provision, how you provide for us. That uh, even in moments of vulnerability, what appears like lack, it's just a moment where blessing is on its way. And so I pray for myself and for my friends as we tune in as you think about your goodness and your provision, I think of that whatever seems to be lack in our lives is a time and a, it's an occasion for you to 
bring your mighty provision, to bring your great comfort, and to bring resources our way that build us up. And so, God, we walk out in faith, understanding that blessing is on the way. And so may we embrace it, and may we embrace you as our God who provides. So be with us today as we walk out this day in front of us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.